630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. So we had Ron from Red Deer call in referencing the story Warren Moon told on the show last night about a pretty bad thumb injury he suffered in uh, 1990 and then some of the aftermath of that injury. Tell you what, Will, it's a, re- it's a really good story. And yes, we believe, as Ron said, there are elements of that that we, perhaps Warren Moon had never shared before being on Inside Sports last night. This happened when he was playing for the Houston Oilers in the NFL. So we're going to, I'll get that audio cut out here and we'll, we'll play it a little bit later on because it is a good story and it is Warren Moon. And we like having people with the last name Moon on the show. So Cam Moon, play-by-play voice for the Oilers on Chet and the Oilers Radio Network is checking in now. Mooner, how's it going, buddy? Good. I fit the criteria, do I? Yes, you just have to have yeah. the same last name as a really good quarterback okay. and we'll put you on. We're, you know, hey. anybody... Awesome. Anybody named Riley, call in. We'll put you on. You know, yeah. last name Ray, first or last name Ray, we'll put you on. Why not? You're in. Okay, I like it. I like how we're rolling tonight. That's what we Good. should do. That, that would be, I just thought of that. That could be a fun show. And if people are active on social media or, or on Twitter, they'll probably know that there's a fellow in the United States uh, named Jason Kenny who often gets uh, oh, right. yeah. tweets from Albertans, and he's kind of had to put in his uh, – <laughs> I can't remember if it actually – how he put it in his bio, but basically saying, I am not the premier of Alberta, though I'm often treated as such. But we, we should do a whole show on people who share names. I guess it would have to be a full name, like somebody else named actually named Warren Moon. You know, is there somebody else named Paul Coffey? or something like that, that could be a fun show. Or it could be a complete disaster. Either way would be entertaining. That's right. Either way. <laughs> so I'm all for it. I think this is a wonderful idea. Right. So I'm just thinking out yeah. loud, everybody. So anyway, uh, that's not why. We, why Why is there a – speaking of Twitter, there is a tweet, I assume falsified, that claims you're a member of the Canadian men's <laughs> Olympic team. Yeah, how about that? It must have been an awfully slow day in the Saskatoon Blades office today. Like, that's the only thing I can chalk this up to. It had to be a slow day. Because I know earlier today there was some bogus uh, 2022 men's Olympic roster that went out with, you know, a bunch of names of players that, that have you know long since retired but there was just enough kernels of close enough being to the truth right it probably sucked in a few people well then uh, other people started making parodies of that and clearly in the blades office they were bored thought it would be funny that they would do something similar to that of of x blades that would be representing Canada and and somehow my name made it on the list because it, it had nothing to do with being any good because if it was you could list 20 x-blades goalies and I wouldn't be on that list so let's just be honest yeah so it, yeah. it is interesting seeing you know Bernie Federko up there uh <laughs> yeah. Wendell Clark no yeah. but Wendell was Wendell Clark not a defenseman when he played for the blades though they got him as the first slide setter 
Yeah, a bit of both. Um, I, he played a lot of defense with the blades, played a little bit of forward, and then when he went to Toronto, played forward. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so the Saskatoon Blades tweeted out uh, the uh, men's Olympic hockey roster with all former Blades, and the goaltenders are Nolan. Was it Nolan? I don't know. Is it Nolan Mayer? Mayer? Nolan Meyer. My, um, Meyer. Tim and Chevalier, he plays and right you. now. Meyer oh, plays he's the current right goalie. Sorry, okay. Yeah, and he's quite good. And Tim Chevalier played in the NHL for a long time with uh, Detroit and Winnipeg. And, and uh, here? I, and he, yeah, and he's a, a, a firefighter now in Saskatoon. So, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that was funny. I, I, I saw the humor in it, for sure, absolutely. They stole my name, No, no right? Chevalier wasn't here. Chevalier wasn't no, no. here. You know what? I, um... I was thinking of uh, Essenza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also a Winnipeg Jet goalie, yeah. Yeah. And also played in Detroit. Essenza did. Yeah, yeah. at some point where they traded for each other? Maybe. Yeah, okay, know. that's so I got mixed up. March 8th, 1994, Essenza okay. goes from the Jets along with Sergey Bouton to the uh-huh. wings for Chevalier and Dallas Drake. Okay. And then, yes, Ascenza was an oiler from 96 to right. uh, 99. Yeah. So basically Cujo's back up for a long stretch. Yeah. So there we go. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Quite a anyway, day. Cam Moon has not made the Olympic team as a player. Yet. No, sure haven't. Sure have. We'll keep an eye out for, for the official announcement. I can tell you this, and we're going to have this gentleman on later on in the show, uh, Brian Cheeseman, who used to be with the Oil Kings. Oh, love I think, I think, he's, I think he said he's currently with the Oil Kings. He used to be with the Oil Kings. He's now with the Elks as That's the director right. of sports medicine and rehabilitation. He's going to be the athletic therapist for Canada at the Olympics. So he's going to uh, jump on the show awesome. a little bit later on. Yeah, awesome. Guy. Awesome. Yeah, good. He's good people. So I, I love seeing good things happen to good people. Very happy that uh, he's going to make that swing, and then we'll see him on the in the summer on the sidelines with the Elks. Awesome, absolutely awesome. All right. So Oilers practice was interesting. They they had one goalie yesterday. They had the empty net at one end and Koskinen at the other, and then they had three goalies today. And it's like, hey Skinner, come on up. You're playing tomorrow, buddy. What do you think? I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, Stuart Skinner's played quite well, went up with the Edmonton Oilers, and he's played incredibly well with the Bakersfield Condors. He put it together. He's already got 18 games under his belt this season between the two, and and he's earned this. He's earned the trust of the coaches and the players, and he's earned this opportunity. So good for him. Underneath them, so that's going to help. Hopefully, they, I love your question at the media availability. Are you going to have enough players? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll see. Uh, so hopefully, they they get some guys back tomorrow that they expect that or or can come back. So, but even still, hey, they've had some time. They've had some time here to you know had a few days off, have some practices. Skinner's been able to play in Bakersfield, come right back up. So really, it's, it's been no time off for him for the most part. Uh, the exception of you know some of the Condors games have all you know gone off as scheduled. But yeah, great opportunity for him. I, I wish him the best, and I hope he has a great game for him. I'm pretty sure he will because uh, he's he's played really well. Yeah, it's. Um... I never thought I would get uh, praise from a colleague for asking an NHL coach if he was going to have enough players. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, well, that's, here that's, we are. Hey, that's crazy. the world we're in right now. Hey, it's crazy times. 
Yeah, so they had eleven. So what? They had eleven forwards today and seven D, but one of the D was Chris Russell, who's ruled out pretty much. Yeah. So yeah, basically they had, yeah he's not quite ready. So they had nineteen guys, nineteen skater or sorry, um, seventeen skaters on the ice eligible to play tomorrow. So hopefully they get a few back. Um, you know, I thought Slater Cuckoo was. He was he was possible for today, but that didn't happen. So should be getting him back soon. And, and same with uh, you know Warren Fogle and, and Tyler Benson. I expect to see those guys fairly soon too. So hopefully, I mean, still everything has to has to line up, and and uh, you know they all got to come out of it testing negative and good to go and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, sooner than later, hopefully. Uh, I was kind of keeping one eye on uh, Ottawa and Calgary. Obviously, the first period and a bit were, were on during my show last night. Um, kind of give everybody a recap of that game if they weren't able to follow along. Well, I thought Calgary pressured Ottawa early. In the first 10 minutes, the Flames were very, very good. And if not for Matt Murray, earned his first win of the season last night, which is hard to believe. Uh if not for Matt Murray in the first 10 minutes, Ottawa could have been out of it early. Ottawa got a bit of a gift goal, I thought, about a minute and a half in. So that, that helped them for sure. But even still, it could have been 3-1, 4-1 Calgary after the first period. Uh, but Murray makes those saves. Then Ottawa got going. Uh, they had some jump. And, uh, and you know, Thomas Shabbat plays so much on the back end. He was really good. But to me, it all started and ended with Murray. If he isn't at the absolute top of his game, uh, Ottawa's out of it before it gets going, but uh, you know Ottawa was uh, they had they had a little something going, and uh, it was neat to see uh, uh, Brady and Matthew Kachuk kind of ex- exchange pleasantries <laughs> at one point <laughs> in the game, as, as you'd expect from those two. It's actually kind of funny. Uh, I'll give like Ottawa six three and one in their last ten. Like they they played pretty well here, so. Uh, Oilers are going to have to be ready for him tomorrow, and and I would I would be stunned if Matt Murray doesn't start in goal. Uh, the way he played last night, I think definitely earns him another start. Yeah, I mean the Oilers. Uh, you sh- you should never take a team lightly, and the the Oilers certainly are not in that situation. Given two wins in the last thirteen, and as we've been talking about, not playing a game in the uh, next in the last week and a half, they got to be ready to go for sure. And I wonder too. I know they lined up that way today, again, without a full lineup, if if uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be on the same line tomorrow, because today they skated with Kaskin, with uh, Zach Kaskin. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, I wonder. And I, and I wonder if, if you get a guy like Warren Fogel back, if that impacts that in any way. Um, to, you know, add another guy in there, does that... Because, you know, as it, like today, you know, Kyler Yamamoto was skating on the third line with uh with Derek Ryan and Colton Sevier. So, you know, if you get a guy like Fogel back, I don't know if that changes anything or not. But uh I mean, if they practice like that today, it, it does, you know, and I guess we'll see tomorrow morning at the morning skate. But it's definitely possible that we see uh Dryside and McDavid tomorrow together. All right. Mooner, you're an absolute gentleman for hopping on the show. Uh, you, you know, a moon in this time slot two days in a row is an absolute sure. pleasure. And uh, I have a feeling I'm going to be seeing you at the rink tomorrow morning. Yeah, you will. <laughs> 100%. Awesome. I'll talk to you then, buddy. All right, I'll see you. Thanks.
That is my good friend Cam Moon, play-by-play voice for the uh, Oilers here on Chet and the Oilers Radio Network. Of course, one of two guys holding down that position. It will be Jack Michaels with the call tomorrow, joined by Bob Stoffer as the color commentator. 6.30 for the face-off show, game at 8. It is Furnace Family Oilers Hockey here on 6.30, Chet. And yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't read too much into the line combinations today, because they were short of forward, but McDavid and Dreisaitl were together. They absolutely chewed up the Senators in some of their games last season. So maybe that's what Dave Tippett is thinking with uh, that duo being together potentially for tomorrow's game. And Stuart Skinner, if you missed it earlier, is the projected starter. Okay. Here's what we got to do. We got to do a break. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. We got a really cool story from uh, a gentleman who has done uh, an outdoor rink in his backyard, which I know probably a few of you do throughout the year. Uh, This one kind of has an interesting twist to it. So uh, we'll tell that story. That's Jeff Nash coming up in a bit. And the Edmonton Elks made a trade today. Chris Jones has been getting to work. Dave Campbell is going to break it down in a couple of minutes. is indeed the name of the program. Get your canned hams here. If you got anybody looking for a canned ham, tell them to listen to the show. We might be able to hook them up. Just saying. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. In the NHL this evening, here's what's going on. 6 nothing. Panthers leading Dallas. That's at the end of the second period. Sam Bennett with a couple of goals. He's up to 13 on the season. After the first, the Wild lead the Ducks. 3-1. Still to come this evening. Coyotes at the Avalanche. Uh, that's it. Three games. Uh, busier slate tomorrow, including the Canucks and the Hurricanes. The Leafs are going to play the uh, Blues. And, of course, we got the Oilers and the Senators right here on 630. Chad, the uh, Oilers finally getting back at it. First game since last Wednesday. I had to think about it there for a second. Then they won't play again until Thursday when the Florida Panthers come to town. Here's the news today for the Edmonton Elks. They make a trade with Montreal. They get offensive lineman Tony Washington. They get running back, basically kick returner, Martise Jackson from Montreal in exchange for defensive lineman Mike Moore. Now, both Washington and Jackson have been with the team before. For further discussion, we welcome Dave Campbell to the show. Dave, how are you doing? I'm well, Reed. How are you, man? Well, I'm doing well, man. It's been a busy week here. We've had a lot of Oilers news and storylines to talk about, even though they haven't been playing any games. And obviously with the Elks, some coaches and some signings. And today, a really interesting trade, I think, anyway, because a familiar face is coming back, uh, a face with a few more... lines on it <laughs> a few more wrinkles okay he's not that old but uh tony washington is coming back to edmonton yeah tony washington along with uh martise jackson uh, running back in uh kick returner uh, in, in exchange for mike moore who uh had a really great year in 2019 for the elks and uh, not so much in 2021 um it's an interesting move but i think if you're chris jones from his perspective he knows tony washington very very well from the time that Tony came into the league first in around uh, 2009 with the Calgary Stampeders and then later winning a great cup with uh, with uh, Tony Washington with the Toronto Argos in 2012 and they were together in 2013 and then Jones traded for Washington 
in 2014, I think around, uh, I think it was on draft day when Washington was traded to, to Edmonton and helped Edmonton win a great cup in 2015 and uh, stayed here until uh, he was cut by Brock Sunderland six games into the uh, 2017 season, went on to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And then part of history and a trivia question, Reed, as uh, he was part of the Johnny Manziel trade to the Montreal Alouettes. So, you know, when, when Washington was here the first time, he was 27, a bit of a younger player. He's 35 now. Uh, there's some injury concerns. He had some knee and calf issues uh, with uh, the Alouettes last season, uh, but says he's healthy now. Uh, I think someone, if you're, you know, if you're looking at this from Chris Jones's perspective, and I asked him about it, you know, here's a guy that, first of all, he covets the size. I mean, Chris Jones likes giants up front on his own line, and definitely Tony Washington fits that bill. And uh, he also likes the attitude, the uh, aggressiveness, the meanness. And uh, Tony Washington can come in and kind of be a bit of a leader now. And, and, and Tony says, you know, I'm smarter now with my body. I'm just a smarter player at 35 on and off the field. So uh, someone that's going to slot in at left tackle. You know, I don't think there's too many positions on this team, Reed, that you can just say assuredly that that player has that spot. But Tony Washington, in my view, has the left tackle spot. Interesting. And they also get Martise Jackson, who was here before to help the return game that has been subpar for several seasons. Yes, they found the returner before. Well, they actually have a special teams coach. This Chris Jones won't uh, announce it till all the contractual details are finalized, and I have no idea who it is. Uh, but yeah, Jackson spent parts of 2018 and 2019 uh, in Edmonton, and uh, I believe he got hurt in a game in Calgary in early August in 2019, never saw him again, was with uh, Montreal last year for you know, kind of a cup of coffee, but they have Mario Alford back and uh, they don't need uh, Martise Jackson. Had some success for the Toronto Argonauts and uh, Chris Jones says, I need a veteran returner and that's why Jackson's here. Now it's not gonna be a situation like Kendall Lawrence where he's gonna be a Swiss Army knife on offense, play in the backfield, play in the receiving court and return. He says, you know, I, I'm not gonna overextend my returner. So I would say uh, Jackson has a really strong possibility of being the primary returner. Of course, it's only mid-January. There, there's a long way away from when that final roster will be settled in, in early June, but uh, definitely a, a veteran that uh, Chris Jones wants. And I think Chris Jones is looking for veterans in certain spots. Um, I think there's pressure to win read. I don't think we're surprised by this at all. Um, and I think Chris Jones will be on the hunt for more veterans, but also more players uh, that he feels that are going to be able to come on the roster and, and, and be a real fit. So we'll see where this is, where this goes. I, uh, I don't think Jackson was overly impressive uh, in his first go round in green and gold, but we'll see what happens now. All right. And before I let you go, I mean, clearly Chris Jones, like most coaches, but, Looking for size on the old line. What about this young man they signed today? Uh, Nicholas Sumach, uh, six foot, what is he, six foot, six foot eight, at least, yeah, out of the uh, University of Saskatchewan Huskies. Uh, played on the same O line as Madeline Riley, who was a first round pick of the Riders in 2020. A uh, bit of a project, but a big man needs to work on his feet. But, you know, it's just the, the type of offensive lineman that uh, Chris Jones likes to have and um, whoever the quarterback is is going to have a hard time throwing over these these behemoths um, but you know a guy that I think uh, that will help the depth and and uh, you know be that kind of the, the maybe that next guy waiting in the in the wings you know I mean Matt O'Donnell I mean he's a free agent uh, we don't know what his future is going to be I don't think so much is going to pencil or be penciled in or penned in at all this year but uh, 
Yeah, just a, a just along the lines of just the type of offensive lineman that uh, Chris Jones likes. I mean, David Foucault was let go by the uh, Alouettes, and uh, he was signed uh, with the by Chris Jones and the Elks uh, not too long ago. And you know, six eight and has some NFL experience. Was a former draft pick of the Alouettes too. So yeah, size, size, size. He wants long, lean, tough, physical, and if you're under a certain uh, height requirement, like six one, you better be special. All right, Dave. Appreciate the update, man. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Reed. All right, that's Dave Campbell breaking down the trade. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a player coming back from the 2015 team. He is uh, he is an older player. There are some injury concerns with Tony Washington, but but he has the size, and obviously, he's somebody that uh, Chris Jones likes and trusts because they've been together before. So, yeah, Chris Jones getting to work. Still a special teams coordinator to name. The Elks still need a president. We're supposed to have that probably by the end of the month. So that's another storyline to watch for as well. We got an incredible story about uh, a guy who built an outdoor rink with a very interesting twist. We're going to meet Jeff Nash when we come up. If you want to see video of this, uh, Jeff made a a video about it. It's really well put together. I tweeted that out earlier. So you can watch that to get you ready for the segment or check it out later on tonight. My Twitter account at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And we'll replay the the Warren Moon story about the thumb injury and uh, the aftermath, the one he told last night, because it's really good. That's coming up. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.